really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Cheers, and welcome, welcome once again to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and anything else that rhymes with ew. So, as as you have no doubt surmised by now, this is not our normal weekly ep, but is in fact yet another bonus episode, and it represents our fourth and final segment on the 2021 Rugby World Cup. I am again joined by a woman who, when she goes to bed each night, literally lays down the law. Rachel, thank you again for joining us here. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Thank you once again for having me. I'm kind of sad that we were coming to the end of this little series because I've been enjoying chatting all things rugby each week. I know, I'm kind of sad. This is our fourth and final segment. The obvious burning question is, did I miss any dumb jokes involving your last name? I mean, I really tried my best. (laughs) No, you did a fantastic job. I did a fantastic job. I always said if I wasn't going to become a vet, I'd become a police officer so I could have the famous line, stop in the name of the law. So (laughs) (laughs) that's good. That's good. Um, So as we've done each and every week, we'll start with our, you know, scoring for the weekend itself, but I do want to make it a two-parter this time. So let's start with the first match, the bronze medal game on a scale of one to 10. How did you rate the third place match between France and Canada? I think Canada, they ran out of steam. France showed just how good they were and 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 why they why they probably should have been in a final. Um, to be honest with you, they played really really well. The the um seven, they've won third place seven times now out of the the nine World wow. Cups. So um they it's an all too familiar um place for for France to be. But um I would probably out of ten give the match. Six and a half. Um, okay. I would like to have seen a bit more flair from Canada, but to me, they looked like they ran out of steam. They lost a bit of their continuity in their back line, um, and France were just too powerful up front. So third place is to France as quarterfinals is to Ireland. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, one of those, one of those. <laughs> Sadly for France. <laughs> So last week we we talked about how hard it would be to get sort of geared up for a match like this one. My expectation was that at least one team would just be kind of like, meh. But to be honest, I thought it was going to be France. Were you surprised by the Canadians' performance this time? Yeah, massively so. I uh, I... I think more than anything, one person in particular who stood out for me was was Drewan. I thought after she'd missed that kick um, against them in the semi final, I think she she had a point to prove. She was controlling the game really really well from ten. Um, her and Bordon were linking up really really well, and probably I don't know whether or not it's just taking them the quarters and the semis for them to get going as a, a really good pairing, or or whether or not that something just seemed to click this week. Um, but they they were really really. Um, solid nine and ten and, and controlled the forwards controlled the backs and controlled the game really really well Canada they just looked flat I don't know whether or not they were they were struggling with kind of injuries and things and they just they all looked knackered they looked dead on their feet they weren't able to get around the corner physically France are such a strong strong team up front yeah. um, and we know the Canadians they have a really good set piece they have a really good mall but they just weren't able to control the French forwards at all 
they, they were hitting really hard too, which is weird. Like Canada are so big and strong that hasn't been a problem so far, but France seemed to bring it a, a different level, I guess. Yeah, massively so. Oh, I almost forgot. So for this contest, I went with my heart and predicted a 24 to 21 victory for Canada. Oops. Um, you went with your considerable brains instead and correctly predicted a win for France, but you didn't see a shutout coming, right? No, not at all. And something that I thought was quite interesting um, that, that, that I read earlier on today was France, Ooh. in this whole tournament, France have not conceded a single point within the first 20 minutes of any match. Wow. Incredible. I seen that. Oh my gosh. In, and that's a stat that I don't think has ever been matched by anyone men or women's in World Cup. So the the French defensive wall, particularly in the first 20 minutes of, of, of any kind of World Cup game that we've seen them play in, has been outstanding. And that did not um, fall apart this this weekend against wow. Canada. They That's were, an amazing stat. I had no yeah. idea. So, yeah, I think the, the, the French... Defensive line was really, really good. We know how good they are at stealing ball. They are fantastic turnover thieves. So, um, and, and again, as I said, Canada, they weren't able to, to, to kind of front up. Um, they, they, were, they were having to soak up a lot of the, the French um, attacking phases and they, they just didn't seem to get much ball, didn't seem to get much territory. And, and, and unfortunately, the French were just a bit too strong. So I've been phenomenally impressed by Canada this entire tournament. So I don't want to come on here and say negative things about them because frankly, they've been absolutely amazing. Um, that being said, I, I was definitely surprised by a couple of performances. Uh, Sophie Goody, you know, we've talked about her. She was pretty effectively bottled up through that entire match. So you've kind of already hinted at it. Do you think that was like a, a mental or emotional letdown or is it just the stifling defense of the French? Do you know, it's one of those ones, as you say, it's so difficult to get up for a third, fourth match. You want to be in that final and the, the, both of the semi-finals were so, so close. Whether or not emotionally for, for the Canadians after coming falling so short against England and knowing that they, they, they could have been in that final, whether or not emotionally and, and physically and mentally was just a, a bit too much to, to regroup and, and come out and, and put out a good performance against France. It was potentially the case. Yeah, as you say, there was lots of players who, who've been outstanding for Canada who just seemed anonymous. They, they seemed to mm. kind of lack a little bit of their spark. As you say, they've had an outstanding tournament and to, to, to get as far as they, they, they did and to come so, so close to a, a final is, is something that they should all be proud of. They are still all amateur. They, they don't get paid a penny for, for, for playing for their country. So um, for, for them to have achieved what they've achieved in this World Cup, to have inspired their nation and, 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 and girls back home um, where, where they're from, then hopefully... Um, they can kind of take that positive away because, yeah, a, a, a sad performance from them in, in the third, fourth round. You've got to think there's a wave of Canadians that are going to come out of this. The people who are, you know, 9, 11 right now, they're going to be this massive maple leaf shaped wave that's going <laughs> to take over, I guess. And it'd be so, I'm so looking forward to seeing what comes off the back of, of, of this World Cup um, in Canada, in, in, in all across the globe, and, and just to see how the kind of spark, that how the coverage and, and, and the excitement that the World Cup has, has brought the world, I'm, I'm hoping to see it kind of resonate through and, and we notice more girls picking up the, the, the rugby ball and, and getting stuck in. 
So were there any players who you thought sort of underperformed or to you, was it just sort of a right across the board as sort of a collective letdown? Yeah, we've talked about uh, a lot of them who, who've been really, really good over the course of this tournament. There wasn't really anyone for me. All, all the people that I've talked about, they just seemed quiet. What Abby yeah. said, Sophie um, at, at eight, um, Farris on the wing, they just seemed quiet. There wasn't, they weren't getting much ball. They weren't getting much go forward ball. And it's so mm. difficult to, to do anything when, when you're constantly on the back foot, when France are constantly in your face um, and, and stringing phases together, just it, it seemed so difficult for them. So I don't think there was any kind of particular performances for me. I just think that they, they all seemed a little bit flat. I think emotionally drained and and, and needing needing a break, having come that close, as I say, to to, to yeah. the, the Red Roses, I think emotionally was just a bit a bit too much. Paquin still put in some serious defense. She laid some vicious hits, her, her typical jackhammer style tackles and stuff. But I feel like even she ran out of gas. Like you can only do that so many times, I would think, over these, oh, was it six weeks now? Yeah, no, exactly. And you could tell in that uh, towards the end of the, the first half, France, France are, were very, very clinical kind of either side of, of, of half time. They, that's where they kind of unleashed their powers. And you could see that the Canadians were struggling fitness wise, tired mentally and physically, as we've said. So um, I think Paquin, she's outstanding. She's been everywhere in every single game. You see her popping up left, right and centre. De good again, as you say, popping up left, right and centre. They were they were they were good, but they, they were just too quiet and they just they just weren't didn't have the spark about them that they have in pre that have had in previous games. So the other side of that coin obviously is were there any players on the Canadian side who who sort of stood out for you on the day? Like there's there's no points in it. So you know you can't say, well, this person scored their try. Um did anyone kind of make you go, Oh, okay, there she is. Um I would have said their props, it's one of those ones they did fronting up was difficult and they 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 had a few bits and pieces set piece wise that 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 was that was okay um i'd have said that their props played particularly well and their starting props played particularly well and um, paquin we've, we've spoken about her before she's she's always good she's kind of she reminds me a little bit of hamish watching in the way that she plays um she's uh she's she seems to be everywhere she's got speed on her side she's got a mighty handoff she's she's just one of those really really good um open side flankers and um, Fares and um fullback oh can't for life me oh, remember her name i'm totally um, blanking yes but she again just seemed a bit she's normally fantastic counter-attack wise um mm. and, and exploiting space France kind of kicked pretty well, to be honest with you, and, and shut down a lot of opportunities for, for counter-attack. There was a couple of breaks here and there that, that the centres made that that were, were good. They just didn't seem to get any kind of spark on on any go-forward ball, and, and the France were, were really good defensively. So, um, yeah, a, a tough one for the Canadians to take, one that, that um, they'd have liked to have put in a, a slightly better performance to have kind of rounded off their World Cup in a slightly higher note, but still they've had a fantastic World Cup as a whole and, and they should be going home uh, proud of, of what they've achieved. I feel like if you show up and you're already that sort of beat emotionally, mentally, and then after 60 minutes, you look up and you've got zero points, like it must be so deflating. It must be so even harder to then dig even deeper and find something. 
tough. And you know what? what it was uh, 22-0 at halftime. Going into a halftime changing room, knowing that you're 22 points down and, and that you've got to produce something magical in a second half to, to be able to turn that around. That's tough in itself. Um, France used the, the wind really well in, in, in the first half. Ooh. So Canadians could have been like, okay, we've got the wind behind us in, in this um in the second half. But yeah, they just seem to run out of steam um after for such a physically demanding um semi-final for them. I I think yeah, they just they just seem to, to, to run out of steam, unfortunately. Well, much easier question. Who were some of the French players who impressed you on the day? Uh, mentioned um Joanne Bourdon seemed to control everything really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. Joanne, I think she came out and had a point to prove. She was pretty much, she was almost flawless off, off the tee. Um, I kind of, I think that semi-final will forever, forever haunt her. So um, she was she was particularly good. And the two of them seemed to link up so well, controlling the forwards, controlling um, um, the, the kind of backs. And, and, and I thought they, they both played really, really well. Um, Minanger on the wing, she she got a, a double. So um, both of them were, were, were fairly nice tries for her to score, just nice running tries. She didn't have to do too much, but uh, yeah. that credit to kind of the, the French centres and, and the French forwards who were doing all the hard work to create the space out wide for her. So um, I thought probably if I had to pick a woman of the match, probably for me would have been Bourdon. I thought she... she, she She's played. the one who actually won it. Oh, was she? There you go. Yep. Um, yeah, she she was. Um, oh, she's so electric around the rucks. She gives me sometimes Anton Dupont vibes if we're going down that route as well. Yeah. She's 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 very very good. She's good kicker. She's she's good at controlling um, the forwards and, and and demanding ball when she she wants ball. So I thought she had a particularly good game again. Whether or not it was one of the I've got a point to prove here. We weren't quite good enough in that semi final, and and I want to to kind of show everyone that I am a world cast nine and I, I should should be in the final. So um, I thought the the nine ten combo was particularly good, but for me, um, Bourdon seemed to 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 be uh, on on top form. Well, Medusu Fall, she really stood out to me. I mean, she's she's someone who stands out anyway. But man, oh man, she was everywhere. You know, she was there for the first try. She played all 80 minutes. How have we not brought her up before? It seems crazy. I know. She is ginormous. She is huge. And the power in each of her legs, how on earth she, she manages that. Yeah, she... And she, combines it, she combines it with those angles, too, where it's like, well, if I wasn't so strong, you might be able to tackle me, but I'm just removing that option from you. Yeah, massively. So she runs some some outstanding lines and particularly off um kind of nine, ten, twelve who who do the hard work for you and, and, and allow you to go through the, the gaps when you run lines like that. She runs flipping hard. I personally would not like to tackle her when she's up at top speed. So um, <laughs> you no, know, she 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 did really well. She got what France's first score, didn't she? So yep. um, yeah, she's won. I don't know where she's been in all the World Cup because um, no, I, I I can't say that I've I've not I can't say that I've noticed her in many of the other games. But no, I did, she did have a good game. Um, at, I have no um, idea how old she is. I, it's it's hard to tell. I can't tell if she's on the tail end or just beginning. She, mm, that's a very good question. Actually, I would have said uh, if I was gonna guess, I would probably have said late 20s 28-ish I think um, 24 I just looked 24. it up as we're talking 24 
sorry. I'm so if she listens to this, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think too many people from the French national team are on my listener list. <laughs> oh well, we can live in live yeah. in hope. Live in hope. But exactly. I'm sorry for that, if she does listen. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't, you just don't want her to look you up. No, exactly, exactly. Um, another another thing I was going to say there, just about about the Canadians and 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 something that I know in in previous in previous games in the, in the quarter in the semis they would have pounced upon was um, France were down fourteen men, very near with that that yellow card for the the head on head contact. So something that they would have utilised probably in in previous games that that got a bit of oomph about their attack and a bit of spark if they knew they were kind of playing against 14 men and I think actually towards the end of the game I actually think France were playing with 13 because I think they'd ran out of substitutes so um, I think they had quite a few injuries and I think in the closing kind of two three minutes of the game they were actually playing with 13 men on the pitch so 13 wow. women on the pitch um, just because they'd, they'd had a few too many injuries and the and, and head things and all the rest of it so Canada that's crazy yeah, Canada in previous matches would have used that to their advantage. They would have, uh, have tactically have ta talked about if this person gets carded, this person gets carded, right? The space should be out wide. The space should should hopefully kind of pull the, the wingers in a bit and we should be able to go wide. Let's have a couple of, of big forward carries and, and then we'll look to spread it to where the space is. But I think by that point, they were they were struggle city um, in terms of, of getting any form of consistency with ball in hand. So um, it's it's it's... As you say, I don't want to put a downer on it because they've had an outstanding tournament, but um, yeah. they didn't—they just—they just looked like they'd lost their spark. Here's my new conspiracy theory. I just thought of this: too many French Canadians on the team, so they wanted France to win to stick it to England. There you go. Yes, this is true. This is <laughs> I've true. solved it. <laughs> uh, can you give us a couple of players from either team, in fact, who you'll be, you know, expecting big things from come the 2025 tournament? Well, now that I know that falls only 24, I'll be looking forward mm. to seeing her yeah. <laughs> again. Um, Safi, she's always won. She's been in Six Nations tournaments. She's always been um, a, a, a kind of standout player for them. She's not had a spectacular amount of game time in this this uh, World Cup, but when she comes mm. on, she always packs an absolute punch. Again, another person that I would not want to to be standing in front um, of if she was running full pelt at me. Um, Bourdon Drouin, I've spoken about them. Vernier spoke about her. She ran some outstanding lines. Um, she had a fantastic break that led to to um a couple of the the scores so she's one that i i enjoy watching and i i, I like she brings up a different dimension she's she's a very much a, a strong ball carrier but she's got the skill set um and and the the kicking game as well that 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 puts her above others so um those are those are a few of, of, of people that i'll be looking forward to to watching in the, in the next world cup okay before we move on to the big one, any final thoughts on the tournament that these, you know, that either of these teams have had? No, I think it's incredibly difficult, as we've as we've said, to go into a, a third, fourth playoff and and know that both of those teams could have quite easily have been in that final. They could have quite easily have been competing for that gold medal and and to to have to compete for for bronze in in circumstances where they they didn't they didn't want to be in that match. Um, France 
seven times winning a third medal, um, a third place medal in, in, in nine tournaments that they've been involved in, that, that that's hard and that's mentally and physically and emotionally difficult. So, um, no, hats off to the French. It was a, a stellar performance for them to, to kind of end their World Cup on, on a high. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for Canada um, to, to see what they're going to produce at the next World Cup. Yes, a tip of the beret to the French. Very much so. Very much so. Outstanding performance. Well, 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 well. That, of course, brings us to the final, the instant classic, the, as my son likes to say, unbungalievable contest between the top two teams in the world. The match I still don't think I've recovered from, the Red Roses versus the Black Ferns. On a scale of one to a million, how many millions was this game? 10,000, if not more than that. My goodness me, what a game, what a game. There was plenty of drama. There was plenty of excitement. There was edge of the, your seats. There was no fingernails left. It was, it was one of those games that if you are going to play a World Cup final, that is a game that you want to watch. Outstanding. It was good. I watched the highlights again today and I swear I, I got choked up. I got chills. Like it was like I was right back there. It just I don't know if any game has ever affected me this much. Like I've seen some amazing ones, but I don't know. There was something about this, the joy with which they were celebrating, just the the crowd, the atmosphere. There was just something extraordinary about it. No, um, I agree. having a packed Eden Park, there's the I was I was. I'm keen to chat about the the atmosphere and, and and how I think that in itself was another driving force for that that, that Black Ferns team. They for had sure. forty two thousand people behind them. It was the the the, the sound coming. I, you had there were several points in the game I had to turn it down because I was like, all I can hear is the crowd. I can't hear anything else. The echo that was going around the the buzz. Whenever anyone did anything remotely good, the, the volume was through the roof. So having an atmosphere, having that many people watching that final was absolutely incredible. It was, yeah, I was just about to say it was incredible, as if I hadn't made that point. So, uh, of course, last week, I predicted a one-point win for New Zealand. You predicted a two-point win. So once again, thanks for making me look bad at my own show. <laughs> but of course, if you added our guesses together, we would have been spot on, right? We would have been good. We would have been good. It, we, we both knew that it was going to be a tight game. We both knew two best teams in the world. This was going to be a fight to the last minute, and it, and it to the last minute to the last second, and it was. Um, there was plenty uh, in between that 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 one to eighty minutes that that was was to scream about. But we both knew it was going to be close, and it was going to come down to the last few minutes of the game. So this is almost a ridiculous question, but what were some things that stood out for you in this match? I think we're going to have to talk about it because I think it was something that that potentially I'm not going to say stole the win because I, I think New Zealand did play outstandingly well but when you are playing against 14 men for majority of the game 18 minutes into a World Cup final and you lose a winger you lose somebody who is able to finish tries off from from 10 20 30 meters out a, a true class finisher when you lose them and a top quality defender as well you lose them then People were saying, oh, you train for this. You train for, for, for losing uh, players here, there. They will have trained for that. 
I don't know whether or not you will have done. I don't know whether or not 14 people would have trained for losing someone that early on in a World Cup final, that one, somebody that crucial. So that for me was was probably a moment of, of, um, of uh, not exciting moment in the game, but but a, a, a changing moment in the game. The other one for me was that last New Zealand try. Absolute thing of beauty. Oh they got offload. How Fluler gets that away, I I do not know. Those yep. from the two as she was going down, I was like, they botched it. How did they botch this opportunity? And then I know. I, I, how it's ma- it's honestly magic. But that's one thing that I I just do not understand. They must be magicians. Some of the offloads that they have got away with over the course of this World Cup, in particularly in the final, they. It, ah, Words. We're, I'm, I'm lost for words. For a long time, I've been saying that the Haka is basically just casting a spell. And the other team has to just stand there and, and watch while you cast a spell at them. And, you know, so spell doesn't always work, but there was some magic in the, in the park that day. That's for sure. There was, definitely. And, and you know, it's one of those games. First, oh, I don't know, first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, my goodness me, what's happening here? New Zealand just seemed, I don't know what it was, England seemed in control, England seemed composed, they seemed, um, they were kicking really well, they were they were making the correct decisions, they they manipulating the New Zealand defence really, really well, and 14-0 and, and, and in, in the space of a, of, a, of a blink of an eye, that's when New Zealand seemed to, to, to get a rocket rock it up their bottoms and 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 then we had that red card incident and then from there but still England were still in the fight throughout the whole game you oh, think yes. that red card would have would, would have changed would have would have been difficult mentally and physically on the England girls but they were still able to do the same job that they did in minute one they were doing in minute 80 and it was outstanding well, there was the, the card, and then there was the taste of your own medicine driving mall try by the Blackburns. And yeah. they showed the England huddle after that, and Emily Scarrett, the look on her face as she was just talking to her team, you know that she was she was pulling the back end. You know, this isn't over. Like you say, they were in it the whole way. I feel like the leadership of somebody like that really helps with that. Yeah, massively so. And we, we know Scarrett, uh, uh, she's a good Really good speaker. She always seems to say the right things at the right time. Um, I thought it was bold of New Zealand. Obviously, you just lost Thompson, who was on the wing, um, and for them to 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 drive the ball into to the English twenty-two and then maul off the top of that against a, a still strong England pack and say have a little bit of that. You've just done that to us. We we're, we're going to do it, but right back to you, and we can do it just as well. So I thought that was um, a, an outstanding bit of skill from from the New. Zealanders, their, their mall um, was a, a weapon that they wanted to use and it was just as good as England's. But yeah, in moments where you you lose a, a player that early on in a World Cup final, um, I, I, you need you need the likes of Scarrett, you need the likes of, of um, it's one of those ones as well, that Scarrett and, and potentially maybe even Zoe Harrison, those sorts of players to, to kind of keep the composure. Um, Sarah Hunter at eight as well. You know how good she is. You know um, how good she is at, at leading and, and leading by example as, as well as being able to say the right things at the right time. So those would have been key, key players in, in maintaining the, the kind of composure of the English team and, and, and making sure that they were keeping their heads in a situation where it would have been quite easy to, to lose your head. Ruahe Demant was the official player of the match. Would she have been your pick? 
mm, no, I would have gone Flooner. I thought she was outstanding. Or Fitzpatrick, the pair of them. Fitzpatrick. Talking about that, it was Fitzpatrick's kick through that Flooner got for that that score. So it was the pair of them played really, really well. Demat is is a a very good ten. She she carries the ball to the line a lot more than 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 most tens, um, mm. rather than than distributes it. She does like to carry the ball herself. She's always in the rough and tumble. You saw her getting a couple of turnovers and things like that, which is 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 not normally a a, a tens job, but she was sticking her head in 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 here, there, and everywhere. So she played really, really well. Probably wouldn't have been my um man of the match, but um no no dis discredit to her. She did have an outstanding game. So Aisha Letaiga, uh, she she probably would have been my pick. I mean, talk about some big boots to fill, right? There's no way she was expecting to come on after 17 minutes and then to play the way she did, to get a brace as well. I mean, this was her coming out party, right? Massively. So we've seen flares of it when she's had the opportunity in the quarterfinal and the semifinal. Um, she's solid in defence. It's one of those ones you've got Portia Woodman on a, a wing. You're you're not taking that that jersey off Portia Woodman. She's outstanding, and I, I do hope that she's she's okay after going off for for that injury. A big person to 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 lose in the team, and and someone who's who's been the face of the Black Ferns for 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 some time, and and her, her involvement in sevens and things. So she she was such a massive loss. But boy, did Latina come on and 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 fill those boots. She. As I see, solid in defence, attack. She's such a threat. She's got uh, such a fantastic step off her left foot. Um, oh so, so strong and powerful, powering through contact. So um, if there was anyone that you'd, you'd like to, to replace Moodbin, it, it would have been her. She's got that sort of low centre of gravity too that just makes her even harder to bring down somehow. She's awesome. No, um, it, but, by the way, did you hear the really weird thing the comms said about her? They, they said... She might not be everyone's cup of tea, but she might be somebody's shot of vodka. I haven't the foggiest notion what they meant by that. Cup of tea and shot of vodka? I didn't actually hear that. No. It was I the mean, weirdest thing. Cup of tea, but she's a not everyone's of cup of tea, but she might be somebody's shot of vodka. I have no idea what that meant. I mean, she does pack a bit of a punch, like a bit of a shot of vodka. She is one of Maybe those. Maybe that's people. it. Again, I don't think I'd like to be standing in front of her if she was running full pelt at me. Um, she'd probably step me, which would actually be better, but um, rather than going over uh, to me. <laughs> I, I just want to, like, I get the first part. I mean, anyway. Um, so, switching gears. How much credit does Wayne Smith deserve for this win? So, um, I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about what you saw in terms of tactics or strategy out there. Um, the Black Friends didn't contest the line out pretty much at all until that last play. Were you surprised by that? Yeah, massively so. And it's something that in all areas of the pitch, it wasn't just that they weren't competing when they, they were concerned about um, a driving mall when they were in their own 22. They didn't seem to compete at all. And I, I'm not sure if that was tactical. I'm not sure if, if, if England were beating them for speed getting in the air, but they didn't, they didn't look like they were even mirroring England. They didn't look like they were trying to get up and Yeah, running. quite often there wasn't even a jumper. They were just kind of no, waiting. No, I know. So it, I don't really, really know. Um, do you know what gets me every single time about New Zealand? How casual a style of rugby that they play. Nothing seems to phase them. They, 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 they don't ever seem flustered. You never seem to think, oh gosh, they're just... They're, they're, chucking balls left right and center they seem to be to, to be panicking right now it's 
so casual, it's so calm, it's so yeah, nice. yeah. This is a World Cup final. We're, we're we're down a couple of points, but do you know what? I'm just gonna casually do this and casually do that, and it, everything seems to work for them. So, um, no, in terms of of, of when, when you when you and I write our unauthorized biography about them, we can call it the unfazed phases. Exactly. There you go. There you go. And and boy, as well, did they go through the phases. Hats off to to, to Ingram's defence. Um, they were they were solid, solid, solid for a good portion of 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 the match. And and New Zealand came knocking um a a, a good few times. So yeah, it's in terms of tactics wise, I, I think. Not competing in the lineout was something that was was interesting, but then again, you chuck someone up in in the, the 80th minute and they steal the ball and you you win the lineout, you kick it off the park and you've just won a World Cup final. So it begs the question: if you'd have done that all game, would we've been looking at that situation? At mm. so, oh well, it, I, I have another question about that very specifically in just a little bit. Um, oh, and I don't want to let you escape without answering the: how much credit does Wayne Smith deserve for this win? Yeah, no, massively so, massively so. And it's 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 the ability to to grind out wins like that. It's the ability to to not let anything phase you. It's the ability to 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 maintain faith and 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 trust the process. They trusted their process, they trusted what they wanted to do, they trusted the the um upfrontness of their forwards, they trusted their mall, they trusted their set piece, and they trusted their backs to be able to finish it when they needed to finish it. Um so yeah, Ruby Tui. England seemed to, once again, like most teams have been targeting her, they, she, they didn't give her any kind of room to move. Um, same with Holmes, same with Woodman when, when she was on, Woodman when she was on. So, um, yeah, one of those ones that, that I... Uh, he, a lot of credit goes to him. Um, he, he's done a fantastic job of, of creating one of the most skillful, one of the most exciting teams of rugby to... Uh, teams of rugby? Team, one of the most exciting teams. teams that's not English. One of the most exciting teams that the world has, has, has seen for a long time. Teams of rugby. Oh, uh, so I was listening to the Aotearoa Rugby Pod earlier, and um, they made the point that Wayne Smith had specifically stated before this match his intention of playing out wide to get it out to the wings. And then, as we've already talked about, Lydia Thompson gets red carded, effectively playing right into their hands. They then sort of kept hammering that side from that point onwards. The question is, if a different player had been sent off, maybe a flanker or a prop, would New Zealand still have won this game? It's it's such a it's such an interesting question that you that you asked there. I think England. What are England known for? England are known for their set piece, their their lineouts, their 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 scrum. They are known for being having extremely huge, strong ball carriers up front. They're known for their defensive walls, particularly around the rucks. So it's one of those ones that if you did have lost the player there, I think New Zealand probably would have turned around and said, actually, we've got them all. We've shown you that we can use that. If you've got a player down, we're going to keep hammering it into your 22 and, and show you that we, we can do that. There was bits of variation that we saw from New Zealand changing the point of contact with their malls and things like that. They didn't use it too much and they're, they're the sort of, of team that, that tended to, to occasionally use it, but also we know how dangerous they are out wide. And, and as you say, with Thompson off, they did use the, they did utilize that. The little kicks through that seemed to, to put kind of kill done and um and um oh my goodness me why is that gone out of my mind gone out of my mind 
Dow, sorry, Abby Dow, uh, under pressure in in the backfield. Um, you could you you could tell that New Zealand had turned around and said, "You have lost the winger. We're going to utilise this bit." But as you say, if they'd have lost the forward, it could have been a completely different game in terms of tactics for New Zealand. And I think they probably would use have have, have looked at utilising their their kind of um, set piece a little bit more if they were if England had had a, a red card to one of their forwards. Well, you and I have both both sort of agreed in the last few weeks that it seemed like the Black Friends were getting better every single match, or, or at least there was a new element added that we hadn't seen the week before. Do you think that was true in the final as well? Yeah, no, I, I do. I totally agree. I think that it, it, it was, there's so much skill and class out there. It was one of those ones that, that it was so exciting because I didn't know what was going to happen next. Sometimes you can, you can, sometimes with these teams, they can be too predictable and you can't, right, they're going to do this, they're going to do this. I, I, I didn't know and, and I don't think England knew what New Zealand were going to do and I don't think New Zealand knew what England were going to do and I think that's what made it such an exciting um, game. They used, England used their models, but they also spread it wide. New Zealand used their models, but they also spread it wide. Their counter-attacks were, were good. England's kicking game was pretty good. New Zealand's kicking game, maybe less so, but still opportunities that they got to counterattack both teams they, they they used. So it was one of those ones that 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 it, there was skill flowing throughout the whole thing, and 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 it was so unpredictable as to to what the teams were going to do. It just made it all the more exciting. So you've already talked about that last mall, the last play of the game, really. So I was listening to Flats and Shanks yesterday. David Flatman made the point that England ran the most basic line out possible for that final play. There was no extra motion. There was no choreography, no misdirection of any kind. And then it was also a very simple, short throw, making it as easy as it really can be for the Kiwis to steal it. It begs a hard question. Did England blow this game? Did England end up throwing away a World Cup? I would even bring that two uh, no 30 seconds prior to that when they win that penalty you're looking at a score of 31 34 you could go extra time if you slot that which scarrett's got the capabilities to do do well, you and i know everybody looks at this situation where you go no of course they want to win it of course they want to win it but could they win that in extra time once they've had five minutes to regroup as a team and go, right, this is what we're doing off this kickoff. This is what we're doing off this. Rather than being in the heat at the moment, having just paid 38 minutes of, of rugby without having a, a solid break and, and, and going into a line out where this is it, this is it. There's no, there's no cushion here. We have to get this right. And as you say, it was an extremely easy, there was five of them within the space of about two meters right at the very very front it was clear and obvious where it was going and and yep. there was no movement there was no to be honest like, were, were they just anything. exhausted were they just were they just so knackered that they were like okay we just got to get this in they they haven't been contesting all day that we can just do it i don't think it was i don't think it was tired i think it was the fear of getting it wrong and they were trying mm. to get easy they were trying to keep it easy and, and as you say they've, they, New Zealand hadn't competed all game so whether or not they were going we were going to go just nice and easy up at the front no movement straight up hopefully beat them for speed if they are going to compete if they're not going to compete bingo we've got easy nice secured ball and we go from there 
whether or not England will look back on that now and say, well, one, potentially we should take the points, regrouped and then gone again for extra time. It's difficult to me saying that sitting here, extra time with, with 14 men when you've just played um, however long with, 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 with 14 men, you're absolutely all blowing um, and you, you wanted to just get it over and done with. Hopefully, if you'd have won that driving mall and, and, and got over the line then. So it's very difficult to say whether or not they, they, they lost the game through that mistake. For me, I probably would have gone a middle ball, a bit more movement, something that, that would have just um, kind of put the, 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 the Kiwis off, off foot slightly. But then again, you could argue if they were going to put someone up at the front, speedy they were there um, and, and, and whether or not a middle ball would have, would have pulled off for England is, is difficult to, to say. That is such an interesting point about that. I swear, I didn't even think about the possibility of them taking the points right then. I, like, I just I realized you just hit the topic of conversation in every pub for the next three years before until the next World Cup. Like, that's going to be the, should they, could they? But it's one of those ones, it's, it's so difficult because I, I'm not standing on the pitch. I'm not standing in Scarlett's shoes. I'm not standing in Zoe Harrison's shoes. I'm not standing in, in, in Hunter. I know she was off the pitch in, in her shoes either. I'm, I'm standing there and going, well, I've, I, if it was me, I would have taken the points. But I'm not absolutely blown having given everything that I could give. And the thought of extra time is bleh, disgusting. So I, I don't know whether or not they were thinking... We, we, we have to, to win this. Me, personally, I would have probably taken the points. I would have regrouped and I said, would have said, right, we're doing this, this, this. We're not competing at any rucks. We are getting numbers on feet, 14 men on feet. We are getting up front. We're making our one-up tackles. We're making them dominant. We're having people jamming in. We're having this, that, and the other thing. And regrouped and gone from then and said, you know what? This is our World Cup to win, not our World Cup to lose. I saw one particularly outlandish uh, speculation that the reason they hadn't been competing at the line out all game was so they could keep it in their back pocket to surprisingly like a rope-a-dope thing. Uh, uh, I, of course, I sat there for a few minutes going, ah, but I don't think rugby coaching works that way. You know, I just don't, I just don't think like, you know what, we could steal the ball, but let's not. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's a good time to save for it for the seventy ninth minute. We've got to save it for the seventy ninth minute. Yeah, where we're gonna I somehow it. know that it will come down to a lineup. That's when we'll do it. <laughs> no, it's one of those ones, and 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 on your on your own line when you know how good England's mall is for you then to compete. That in itself takes excuse my French. It probably takes that takes balls in itself. So I think it, it's one of those ones that. England probably should have done something a bit more exciting with it. Credit to New Zealand for for having not competed all game to suddenly compete to force the the the, the error to win the ball. Um, and because if they hadn't have got up and won the ball, they would have had three of them involved in in lifting and 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 being kind of off off center and and off balance and England would have surely have got over the line with the five of them there against probably one or two who were who were kind of expecting it and ready in 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 terms of the black ferns that would have been a a try for sure so thank you once again for lobbing that over the plate for me um when they were setting up that final play if you had been forced to wager on the outcome of the match where was your money right then? Do you know what? Probably with England. Probably with England. I, I yeah. was thinking, this is this is it. The, the Black Ferns have not quite done enough. I was like, it, it was a, a, a good final, but this is where England are clinical. This is The fact that it was a line out and it was like, this is how England got here. Like, yeah, is, it, it seemed like, okay, well, that's over. 
they've scored what 24 tries during this World Cup from driving malls. If that's not a stat in itself, I don't I don't know what is. That is their game. That is their bread and butter. That is what they train week in, week out to do and how they get on top of teams. So my money was on England. I'm sorry, Black Ferns, but but looking at that, you've you were in a situation where everything was playing into their hands. Everything was as you would have wanted. How to finish a World Cup final? I want a line out on New Zealand's five meter line with one minute to go, and I want them all that over the line. So yeah. Oh, it, it would have driven the whole narrative. All the comms, all the analysts would have been like, "See." That's what they've done all tournament. Of course, it came down to that. And of course, they connected. Like, it it, it felt like an in inevitability right there. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I think... I think England will be... will be kicking themselves, but I also think that they will look back on it and say it's, it's probably a little bit ironic that they weren't able to to, to kind of come through with, with, with what they've been doing and, and, and how they've been punishing teams in, in the past. And credit to New Zealand for 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 doing their homework whether or not they did their homework or not because they weren't competing in the lineup but still doing their homework <laughs> in regards, um, and, and 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 making it count like when they needed to make it count they, they made it count so um at the end of the day we knew it was going to be a, a game of fine fine margins and if that fine margin was, was stealing a ball on your own five meter line in a in a, a line out that you've not competed in all game then then that's the, the fine margin that you were going to win it by and I, I feel like because they hadn't been competing all day and then they made the decision we're going to we, we have no choice now it would have been easy to go too far, right? And and in fact, you know, get a penalty on that or something like they could have screwed that up just be out of like nervousness and enthusiasm, I guess, and the fact that they hadn't done it all game. And and I thought when I watched it the first time round, I was like, she's very lucky that she's stolen ball there because she's they've almost jumped across a little bit. They've got a bit of contact in the air, and I was like, this could go one of either way. And I think more than anything hats off to sorry I should mention hats off to Holly Davidson what an outstanding referee that she is she is so Yay. my very next question you and I have talked about her a lot and she nailed it right oh she was so good she is so consistent she is so clear and concise with her comms the whole game from the first minute to the 80th minute she's 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 just incredible she's so so good she sees things I'm like how have you seen that how have you how have you seen that you are over there and that's happened over there and you've still managed to get eyes on it she's so good when she's talking to her TMO she knows exactly and she asks the right questions she's just been outstanding she's had a fantastic year she's done the 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 sevens final she's done that final she's refereed the the um the first female referee for refereeing a men's six nations team so she right. she's had an outstanding year she's 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 probably in my eyes the best referee in the world at the moment i couldn't agree more and and also you notice she's like the 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 stacy fluler of referees where everything's chaos around her and then boom the little smile she's like anyway i'm having fun this looks tough and you know the other thing that gets me about halls every single time is like how was your hair that nice how was your hair <laughs> that nice how does it look that good these people are running so quickly you are you are cruising and you are staying with them and by the end of it 
you know how a breath you're able to blow the whistle and it sounds like a normal whistle rather than a <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I know. I'd be calling on my assistants. Can somebody blow this whistle for me? (laughs) So especially when you just chase Ruby Tui or Portia Woodman down a hundred meters the length of the pitch and and you're happy, oh I'll be like two seconds. I'll give this try in a second once I've got my breath. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, after she did the World Cup for sevens, I mean that's how you know there's nobody fitter. So No, she's Um, uh, no, she's outstanding and I thought she controlled the game really, really well. If you were forced to pick an England player for player of the match instead of a Kiwi, who would be some of your candidates? Hmm. Mm, 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 mm. I thought Ellie Kildon. She had mm. big nice fill with Helena Rowland's um, injury. I thought she she played well. She had a tough job losing Thompson so early. She had so much space to cover. Um, mm. She had to kind of back up down, and, and but also kind of back up to the other side of Scarrett. So she was here, there and everywhere. Hats off to her for, for, for doing so well. I thought Zoe Harrison, again, had a really good game. There was a couple of unforced errors, a bit uncharacteristic, whether or not the nerves of a World Cup final got to her a little bit, but I thought she, she, she played well. Um, Sarah Byrne, I thought, played played particularly well. Um, Abby Ward had a good game as well. Oh, yes. Um, Cocaine had a, a, a good game too. So uh, one of those ones that, that well, any amount of them then could have... They, they all played outstandingly well. And when you lose a player, as I've said, that early on in a game, all of you, not just that back line, are, are going to need to step up all from, from 1 to, to 23 in that regard are going to have to step up um, when you're playing 14 against 15 against someone like the Black Ferns. Somehow, I hadn't really noticed cocaine, <laughs> or the name, I guess, and my partner and I we spent the first, like, 10 minutes of the game, like, is that, are we hearing that right? Are they pronouncing that strangely? No, no, it's cocaine. And I'm like, where's the Eric Clapton music? Come on, she scored, like, did she, did she get a hat trick in the end? Like, she yeah, scored at least two. I'm like, yeah. where's the music? No, exactly. <laughs> so she, yeah, she got same. Um, she got hat trick. Um, she's she's someone who, particularly at the back of that mall, she controls the the the, the mall so so well, directing mm. traffic, kind of pushing and pulling and 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 kind of weaving her way to to, to kind of dismantle the the defensive mall. So she she's an outstanding player, solid in the scrum, solid ball carrier, solid in defence, really good over ball as well. She's just your 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 classic very very mobile um player so um yeah i thought she had a really good game as well um yeah she she uh, yeah she was very good so you told me your parents are england supporters have they recovered from this one yet um no they haven't uh, they, so they're both from england they're um born uh, so born and raised born and raised in england um well they are england supporters in that regard but they'll always support scotland no matter what um Phew. <laughs> um, but so, yes they they have they recovered just i don't think i've recovered to be honest with you <laughs> and, I, feel like, I feel like meanwhile holly davidson has re- refereed three games since then I, 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 and i'm still trying to blow my whistle to say it's a score oh, <laughs> um yeah no the an exciting game and 
I don't think you could have asked much more from a World Cup final and, and I don't think you could have asked much more from, from the Black Ferns or much more from the Red Roses. I thought it was an outstanding game and and, and they certainly gave the crowd of 42,000 people something to, to cheer about. Um, oh. so, and, and even like how loud the crowd were, that still gets me. There was points where somebody ran the full length of the pitch. Was it Woodman? No, it was, I don't know who it was. Was it Ruby Chewy? Uh no, it was oh, Fuller, Fitzpatrick, or Holmes. Was it Holmes? It was one that, of them. I think so. I think it was Holmes. They they ran the full length of the pitch, scored in the corner, and Holly brought them all the way back for, for somebody collapsing a ball. And I was like, they, they can't hear the whistle because 42,000 people are screaming. The, the atmosphere was incredible. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's... I don't know if any of the, the 42,000 people will be able to, to recover. There's probably some quite sore throats still. Um, oh, my gosh. That was, was going on. So I think everybody is, is still trying to get over the excitement of, of Saturday. I'm picturing New Zealanders, like, death grip holding on to those pom-pom things at work. Like, oh, God, sorry, I can't let go. <laughs> I know exactly and to be honest with you I imagine there's still, still some of the uh, Black Friend supporters still out on the on the drinking sesh to still no doubt one of those ones probably book the whole week off work just in case so exactly. uh, <laughs> that's what I would have done so I do have a few stats for you so they love showing that stat about territory over the last 10 minutes so in this case those last 10 minutes 87% to England, yet New Zealand still held, held on. How exhausting must, must that have been? Yeah, massively so. And, and it seemed to be England knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. It, the defence was outstanding. I think New Zealand could potentially, if we're going to be critical, could have played it, it slightly safer in those last 10 minutes. I'm pretty um, sure um, they, they took a quick penalty. They looked like they were going to kick it for touch and then I think Demat then um taps and goes and I'm thinking what are you doing you're in your own half you've got five minutes left of a world cup final you're in the lead just pin them down there just keep them down there rather than doing anything too silly but England just kind of hammered them and 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 kind of kept on the the gas pedal and we're we're, we're probably quite unlucky to to come up short, leaving it a little bit too late in terms of of, of that last penalty line out um, drive. So um, yeah, hats off to the New Zealanders for for um, maintaining the the defensive structure that they they set out from the first minute, but also hats off to the fourteen women of of England to have that much possession and that much territory in the last 10 minutes of a game and to keep hammering despite the fact they will have been all dead on their feet um, is, is outstanding and a real testament to, to their fitness. Rach, I, I have to worry, you must be running out of hats by now. I know, hats off to them. That, that must be one of my favourite sayings. See, when I listen to these things back, I go, goodness me, you chat so much rubbish. You must I've said one to 80 about four times this this uh, podcast, so I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It's good to have somebody who, it, it, it's, a, it's a very, you know, it, it's a big right turn for this pod to have somebody on who knows what they're talking about, so. <laughs> Don't say that, David. Don't say that. I have not a clue what I'm chatting about. <laughs> so uh, I really liked this one. It was like the most ironic stat I found. So England, unsurprisingly, they had literally twice as many lineouts as New Zealand. It was 18 to nine, 
but New Zealand didn't actually lose a single one. Were England, in fact, too reliant on the set piece? I mean, it's, uh, as we've already said, it's what got them here. You know, you, you dance with the one what brung you. But even if you're the best at it, you're going to miss a couple, right? Yeah, you, 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 you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, very interesting stat, double the amount of lineouts. I did think there was a lot of, and, and to be honest with you, 18 and 9, 27 lineouts in a game is a lot of lineouts. So yeah. a very penalty-heavy game, um, because I imagine majority of those were from kind of penalties. England look to 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 go for the the lineout a lot of the time when they win a penalty. So um, whether or not that that says something about New Zealand's um, discipline, which we've talked about numerous occasions during this, they 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 do seem to be penalty queens in in some regard. But yeah, in terms of of that stat. New Zealand set piece wise, what I like about New Zealand set piece and particularly New Zealand's lineout is there's so much variation and you don't, there's so much unpredict, unpredictability about it. They've got them all. They, they showed us that with the with one of their scores, but they've also got the ability to, to get it off the top. And Coxage has got such a good um, pass on her that, that she's able to, to spread the ball wide from there. So I think that will have helped with New Zealand's maintaining those kind of, and, and winning those, those nine because they're so difficult to defend because it's hard to know what they're going to do. If they're going to go off the top, if they're going to go front ball, middle ball, back ball, are they going to do a mall? Are they going to change the point of contact? England, we know they rely on their set place a lot. They're they're very predictable. You know if you're in your own 22 and, and they have a lineup, they're more than likely to 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 um look to to maul it. So whether or not that um kind of broke down a little bit for them um with that very interesting stat though. It's uh yeah, clear to see that England's their game plan is 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 what everybody keeps on saying it is. It is is very forward heavy, and they do use lot. Well, speaking of doubling the other team's uh, totals, a number that really blew me away was meters carried. The Black Ferns got more than double England's total. It was a mind-boggling six hundred and fifty-one meters to two hundred and seventy-three. Would you have guessed anything like that? No, not at all. That's that's a very, very good stat. I'd like to say that New Zealand are very... Oh, no, they're both, though. I was going to say kind of counter-attacks and getting the ball wide and those. That's where your metres are made. England are very much one hit up, one hit up, and you don't make that many, very, very many metres in the kind of forwards carries. It's more your kind of backs in, in open play and, and front foot ball that you, you tend to make your metres. So very interesting stat that... I guess New Zealand were, oh, they are so, yeah, but they're both. That's a very interesting stat, and I wouldn't have imagined it to have been that much of a difference between the two of them. Um, but again, highlights what England are there to do and what they, they try to do, missing a winger, I guess, in in, in that regard, because probably wingers probably rack up quite a lot of metres made. So um, very interesting stat, David. I like that a lot. I was really surprised by that one. So the turnover battle... That was incredibly even, almost eerily so. But so two things that jumped out at me when I was looking through some of these numbers. New Zealand's tackle rate was 81%. England's was 65%. They missed literally one out of every three tackles they attempted, for God's sakes. Um, and then while both teams kicked from hand almost equally, it was uh, 15 for New Zealand and 17 for England, New Zealand regathered those kicks eight times. The Red Roses only regathered two of those. 
Do either of those stats, you know, tell us anything vital about how this match unfolded? Um, which of those is more informative when we were looking at the final score? I think, interestingly, I would say the New Zealand side of things, a lot of those kicks were kicks to compete. A lot of England's kicking from hand was clearance kicks. New Zealand, obviously, with a, a, a red card early on to, to, to Thompson, they were they were utilising that space in behind. They were driving the ball there and they were looking for their likes of their, their wingers to, to, to get onto the ball and to reclaim that. So I'd say that the kicking from hand one is quite interesting and kind of shows the, the difference in, in tactics and when they kick. England are very good at, as I say, clearing their lines, reducing the pressure on them. New Zealand, mm. a lot of their kicks are attacking little dinks through, little grubbers through, like Fitzpatrick's one was for 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 Fleur's little pop up, and um, for Letiaina's try. So it's 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 probably a, that stat shows a difference in the style of of kicking that they were doing. Um and um, but very interesting your tackle one, very interesting, uncharacteristic. Of New Zealand, uh, of yeah. one in three tackles being missed. Whether or not that that again highlights that red card, tired bodies missing tackles, potentially. Mm. Because as I say, it's uncharacteristic of England to have that low uh, uh, a tackle um, completion rate. So I wondered, do you think that might have been because people who shouldn't have been way out on the wing trying to defend were stuck in that position, and so that's a missed tackle? Really, when you're kind of grabbing at somebody, the back of somebody's shorts. Potentially so, and, and and losing a winger is 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 so difficult because you've got your back three pendulum that's now only trying to work with two. You've got a lot of space for your thirteen to cover with potential of your fifteen coming over to fill a gap. You've got you could have a, a winger covering a good 30, 40 metres of a pitch. So, yeah, if you're having the likes of of, of um, kind of props, second rows getting stuck out there where they would once have a, a winger kind of outside them and they've not got anyone outside them, we know how dangerous New Zealand are with their, their centres and their wingers and they're going to look at that and go, there's a mismatch in front of me. I'm going to exploit that space. And whether or not a lot of those missed tackles have come from, from, from that kind of scenario, I wouldn't be surprised if they have. I, I love the way you instantly connected the kicks from hand stat to the red card. I just, like, once again, hadn't even thought of that. Of course, like that stat, without that red card, that might have been totally different. And That's England really have great. got... No, usually with with Dow um, Kildun, um, and Thompson, they've got they've got a really really good um, pendulum, and they've got a really really good both defensive and attacking threat. They cover the field really well in defence for those kicks coming through, um, and 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 they can change a a defensive um, kind of scenario into an attacking scenario so quickly with their 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 counter attack. So. Missing that is is kind of key and fundamental in 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 kind of controlling the kicking game. So, um, I'm yeah, I'm not surprised that the 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 stats with regard to um New Zealand reclaiming their own ball. Other thing I would say is if we're we're looking at kind of box kicking and 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 things like that, um, Coxage has a, a does box kick a, a couple of times and um, we were we were looking at a fairly young England nine with, with, with Lucy Packer starting with um, Leanne mm. and Nancy being ruled out with kind of her injury so whether or not there was a bit of kicking inaccuracy I don't actually think Packer kicked at all I think it will be neither pulling it back to Scarrett or, or Harrison for the majority of those kicks so um, they kind of lost the ability of, of, of sticking it up in the air from box kicks where you, you can go to to kick to compete if nothing's happening and you're overplaying in your own half 
a kick like that puts defence under a lot of pressure, but also if you've got attacking wingers and centres like New Zealand do, who are really good in the air like they are, then it's a perfect opportunity to gain ground and gain territory. So same question I had for the bronze medal match. Give us a few players from either or both teams who you're really looking forward to seeing in 2025. I don't know whether or not our, our stars, Ruby Tui and, and, and Woodman, will, will keep going. We know that they're... I'm not going to say old because they're not what are they 31 and 30 so they're not old whether or not they'll keep going to the next world cup I'm, I'm, I'm unsure um I would say people that I'm looking forward to in next world cup New Zealand wise I am looking forward to Fitzpatrick Fluler. I think the pair of them will, will, will keep playing. Um, I am looking forward to England side of things. I think Zoe Harrison's got a very bright future ahead of her. I think Ellie Kildun's got a very bright future in, in, in front of her. Um, the likes of Abby Ward, Sarah Byrne, Maud Muir, those sorts, they're, they're all kind of outstanding young players that have come through England setups. Lucy Packer as well, I think for, for only starting four games for England ever, I think playing in a World Cup final on that kind of stage and, and playing as calmly and controlled um, as, as she did, she's still so, so young as well. She's she's one to, to, to definitely watch for the next World Cup too. Oh, have you muted yourself? David, I can't hear you. Sorry, sorry about that. I muted myself there. That was a good move, right? That's, how, that's, why, I, that's why I make the big bucks doing this. Uh, so uh, what else have you got burning a hole in your notebook? You know, what are your final takeaways from this amazing final? In my words, I, I don't think I've quite recovered from it. it. It was such a fantastic advert for women's rugby it was so exciting the skill involved in in some of the scores from both teams was exceptional the fight the heart the drive from England to go down to 14 men so early on and still put in such a performance is testament and credit to to them New Zealand oh, it's one of those ones that you dream of a world cup on on home soil winning a world cup on home soil in in a packed eden park full of 42,000 people who are screaming for you what that's what dreams are, are are made of so as a whole this whole tournament has been fantastic as i say such a brilliant advert for women's rugby i hope there's lots of people out there who are inspired by the the work of of, of both um new zealand and the and england and, and everyone else for that much for for the the canadians for france for everyone for fiji for south africa for everybody who who's been involved in in the world cup i hope everyone out there is as inspired as as, as i am and, and are looking forward to to watching women's rugby um take off because i i am pretty damn sure that's what it's going to do well, another great stat I just came across as you were talking, you know, with 42,000 people there, that makes 84,000 pom-poms, which is also a record. It will have been. That must be world Guinness Book of Records world for the amount of pom-poms <laughs> at a World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, they were fantastic addition. We spoke about it last week, how good they are. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, swing your, swing your pom-poms. Do you think it's weird? So I, I I watched the on the World Rugby site, I guess the sort of you know quote unquote official uh, highlights. 
by the way, they did a bad job with the Canada versus France match for the highlights, but New Zealand versus England, it was really good. You can watch the 15 minute breakdown. I don't think Ruby Tui's name gets mentioned. Is that a credit to England and how they played her? It was it's just a just a quiet day for her. Yeah, and I think it's one of those ones, England will have known how much of an attacking threat she is. There was a few times she got the ball, she had no space to run into. Mm. Um, we shut her down. I think another thing would, that, that would have been, I'm bringing it, everything back to this red card, but obviously the red card was the other side of the pitch, was Portia Woodman's side of the pitch, so whether or not Ruby 2 was just too well marked by Dow mm. and, and killed on, whether or not that's played a little bit, um, because obviously we saw Letty Aina come into to her play with regard to the scores. They were down that 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 side that, that, that Thompson was on, so right. whether or not that had anything to, to do with it, whether or not um, England had just turned around and said she's been the face of New Zealand, she's been the face of this World Cup, we know how dangerous she is when she gets the ball and gets up and running. We're going to target her and shut her down nice and early. Um, that that probably played a bit of a, a part in it as well. So, um, yeah, she was quiet, but I don't think that'll be... I pray and I hope that won't be the end of her. Um, I hope she'll have a, another couple of years in her. So, as a New England Patriots fan, that's something our coach has done for like 22 years or however long he's been here. Everyone knows who the greatest threat on the other team is. And that's what he takes away. He's like, okay, this person is not going to beat us today. I just wonder if England were like, Ruby Tui is not scoring a hat trick today. She's not going to be the one who sends the score past where we can get. Yeah, no, but it's one of those ones that I think majority of, I don't know whether or not, well, no, I would have said that England's kind of game plan and, and, and the way that they play is 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 forward kind of heavy and it doesn't really involve that. But defensively England were were so so good to 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 kind of grind out 80 minutes. Um with majority of that, as I say, with 14 men. Um their defense was absolutely outstanding. And whether or not they turned around and said, Yeah, we mustn't let Ruby Tui get any space to to move, then um we'll target her and 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 whether or not they, they kind of said that. Um, right from the start, shut down your, your best player. A lot of people get a, a lot of spark and a lot of energy from their 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 big players doing good things. So whether or not they'd said that, that's going to be a mental battle that, that they're going to need to play as well. Stop Ruby Tui getting the ball. Stop Eden Park screaming and shouting Ruby Tui's name. Um, then hopefully you kind of get a bit of a, a mental advantage in, in that regard. So it'll, it'll, I don't know what was said in that England changing room before the match, during the match, after the match. But um, yeah, I can imagine that they probably would have said something um, around um, kind of shutting down so finally taking a, a bit of a step back what were some of your thoughts on this tournament as a whole in particular was there anything they could have done better if you are one of the organizers for the next time around is there anything that makes you say we are definitely not doing that next time not putting our all blacks game on at the same time as black <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I think there was how, how good would Japan played really well that game too? Uh, as I said, I didn't watch it, but I did notice the score. It was close. Imagine if Japan had beaten the All Blacks while the Black Ferns were winning. Oh my gosh! That, there's a little bit of um, yes, uh, uh, that would have been good to be honest with you, wouldn't it? Um, uh, 
a big splat in the face to to the the, the All Blacks and the All Blacks management squad. I think that they, they could have got better in terms of coverage. Uh, STV, which is the the Scottish kind of version of 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 ITV, they haven't got any coverage of the the France Canada game. If you wanted to watch that game, you had to watch it live. They haven't got any video um, evidence of that, um, which I thought was less than ideal. So when I was looking to watch back, I just had to watch the highlights because they weren't. Wow. So that that was quite frustrating. So there's lot been lot little bits here and there in terms of of coverage, which which has been disappointing. I think as a whole, they look like they've the New Zealand have organised a, a fantastic tournament, albeit that all blacks put a game on at the same time as Black Ferns. But um, as a whole, it, it looks like it's been an outstanding experience for for everyone involved. Um, to to fill Eden Park was was incredible. Um, to to have got the coverage that they've got, to have got the support that they've got from um the the all the Kiwis is is been outstanding. So as a as a whole, I think it was a fantastic tournament. Plenty, plenty, plenty work on for for the next um World Cup um and and lots that I think organisers will take into consideration and hopefully the next one will be even better. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Give us three of your favorite memories from the entire tournament? Three of my favorite memories. I am going to say that fantastic win um, when Fiji won. Yep. That I just, oh my gosh. The raw emotion, the the energy, there was tears, there was laughter, there was there was pure joy. That that's what we play rugby for. That that team camaraderie, everybody coming together and celebrating like that, absolutely outstanding. And um, that will have been one of my my favourite moments. Canada doing as well as they, they've done their yeah. semi-final against England for me was 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 fantastic and um, to come that close to 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 booking yourself a place in a World Cup final as an amateur team leading the way for for that and asking questions of the Canadian Rugby Union to turn around and say we are good enough to compete at that level you better start paying us you better part start putting some funding into this because this is the next they've done such a good job too of getting those stories across too talking about what these women have sacrificed to get here to be in that position in the first place not to mention their actual success like it's been great no massively so and i think it's something that we you talk about a lot in in women's rugby the the i'm not going to call them sacrifices because i think probably more than anything their choices mm. yes okay you're you're sacrificing quite a lot of things but for these people it's the love of the sport and it's the 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 choice that they make more than the sacrifice so yeah no i i totally totally agree the 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 turmoil that they've had to overcome to to get to where they are is outstanding and and to have done so so well as an amateur team to have shown the world what they're about and to show the world a little spark of of what's to come in the future because the the, the future is going to be very very bright for them that's been another highlight of my World Cup. Um, and finally, I'm gonna, it's a close tie up between the last 10 seconds of the final or potentially the the, the um, Fitzpatrick kick through Fleurs catch and the, and the offload. That forever is, is, a, is an outstanding piece of skill that, um, yeah, I, incredible, absolutely incredible. That's my, that's my try of the tournament, I think. Fleurs, you know, she offloads or she she makes a pass, then she gets it back and just 
burns up, up that left wing and the smile that came on before she was in, even in the end goal area it, it was just of course in my heart was like yeah, she's gonna drop it like you're not supposed to be that happy before you actually got it down but no 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 that was never happening and i just i will never forget that moment so good she dots it down and then she has like a little dive and that yeah. whole dive is 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 being caught on camera by so many people and i keep seeing it popping up on instagram and i'm like that's a little dive it's her face it's the joy it's the pure emotion it's the love of the sport the love of her team the love of of, of the world cup and 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 and, and winning it in at home in front of that many people must have been incredible. So those for me are my three favorite parts of this World Cup. There's been a lot, so that was a difficult um, choice because it has been such a fantastic tournament. But my three moments that will stick with me and, and have made me smile over the course of these last couple of weeks. So speaking of hats, this is the last time I'm gonna ask you to put on your prognostication hat. In 2025, will the final four teams from this time again be the final four no i don't think they will because i think the other unions are hopefully gonna have seen how well each of the teams of 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 managed um in the the um kind of first couple of rounds first three rounds or so and hopefully put more funding into it we've got a good wee while to 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 build up and and it's not that far away. We're looking three years away until the, the next World Cup. Hopefully they can put enough funding in and get a decent setups all across the world for the, the teams that, that weren't in those top fours so that they can be there next year. So I'm hoping that next time we come it's gonna be a bigger. Cup, it's going to be a bigger bigger field, right? Bigger field, closer games. There was a few runaway runaway games. Um, so closer field. Um, and I'm one of those ones that it should be an exciting three years for women's rugby as teams are on the up around the globe and we're not just looking at the France, the the England, the New Zealand and the, the, the Canada's. We're looking at people um who underdogs up there competing with the, the, the top top best. Rachel HPQ Law, I like to make initials for people that just don't make any sense. <laughs> To quote Dallin Stanford, my good buddy, you are a sleek sensation. I can't even tell you how much I've enjoyed talking rugby with you. Can I get you to come back maybe during Six Nations? Maybe we talk after a Scotland win. I don't know if I want to wait that long. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I honestly, I've absolutely loved this. I love talking about rugby. I love chatting about women's rugby. And I've loved chatting with you about this uh, World Cup. So, Thank you so much for having me. Um, I look forward to the next time that we can we can do this. Um, so yes, Six Nations time sounds good. Well, um, I do have, I, I have no idea. How, so when I look at my stats for the pod, it says you have this many listeners in the UK. And I'm like, UK is kind of a big place. Like knowing which ones are in Scotland and which ones are in Wales and so on, like that would be really useful. So I don't know how many Scottish listeners I have, but I know they exist. Um, for those listeners, where can they go catch you live? You've got all these matches coming up. You've got these, you know, cup challenges you were telling me about. Where can people come see you? Um, so next, this weekend coming, we've got a weekend off. Then we have got Giri away. Now, Giri is probably about three hours away. It's up north. It's miles away from everywhere. So don't recommend that one. But what I do <laughs> recommend... You just told people you don't recommend coming to see you. 
it's too far away it's 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 about unless you're coming on the bus with us which would be a lot of fun um <laughs> but um no that one's a bit far away but i would encourage if anybody is in and around edinburgh um in and around Myerside area where we we play um on the 3rd of december um two o'clock kickoff we are playing against hillhead jordan hill who um were the the, the people that we played against in the league final last year the oh, cup final right. last year um so kind of one of one of our arch arch rivals so to speak revenge match yes very much so we're playing against them on the 3rd of december at Meyer side um hopefully on the main pitch fingers crossed they let us play on the main pitch again um so if anybody is around and um in edinburgh then then please come and watch it should be an absolute cracker of a game well, if you have any links that, you know, tell people where they can go to your schedule and all that, please give it to me and I'll include it in the show notes because that would just be smashing. I will do. No, thank you very much. And thank you for always supporting me as well. That's um, it's it's so nice to to know people far and wide are, are, are interested in, in, in Scottish women's rugby. Um, so thank you very much for, for all your support. Well, it's my pleasure. You are a magical person. I'm, I feel greatly, uh, greatly privileged to even know you. So it's, it's, it's the, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much. And again, thank you so much for having me. What a, a fantastic um, kind of series of, of podcasts chatting about the, the Women's World Cup. I've enjoyed every minute. Imagine if England had just steamrolled everybody. It would have been so much less fun. It would have been so much less fun, and I, well, I wouldn't have done this if that had happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we say four-part series? Because uh, three sounds she's done. fine. She's after part one. Done. She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start working on our uh, on our uh, unfazed phases text, and uh, yes. and uh, you are the best. <laughs> You are the best, Rachel. I will talk to you very soon. Good luck. Uh, well, you're off this weekend. There's a great Simpsons episode where they're, they're making fun of the NFL. And they're like, after having just had this massive clash, the players must endure a harrowing bye week. <laughs> she was the most standing next to a pool in like shorts, flipping burgers. I know, but oh my goodness me, my body needs it. I don't know if you can see my nose. My nose is all mashed up from... Uh, oh, no. from so um yeah I, I, my body needs a week off so um i'm looking forward to this by week more than anything else <laughs> that's great okay well i gotta go i gotta go pick up my son and uh you are the best i'm so glad you're my new best friend and i'll catch you very soon thank you so much for having me once again david 